Do, 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 it's UX in the world, do, do. Welcome to UX in the world, I am your host Austin Fisher and today we're going to dive deep into a huge design problem the world is facing, which could change the very way we live if solved correctly. With bigwigs like Apple, Google, Uber, Tesla, and other companies steering into the market trying to improve the situation and come out on top, we're bound to find a good solution for the problem. Hopefully. The problem in question is cars. Those massive hunks of metal and plastic too often stuck in traffic, transporting one person at a time from their point A to their point B. As the world population increases, cities expand and more people move to their country capitals and business hubs to be close to their place of work alongside everyone else. Now this creates a space epidemic in cities. Many people are residing closer together and work even closer, yet we're not reducing the amount of space they take up on the road, which is unexpandable in big cities. Now, cars frequently holding one person and a briefcase at a time drive through our cities bumper to bumper, consuming the bulk of the roadway. Think for a moment, if everyone drove motorcycles, roads would contain more lanes, probably, vehicles would take up far less space, and it would be easier to maneuver around collisions and accidents and other potential blockades, or simply maneuver through traffic. And most importantly, everyone would possess their own personal transportation device, kind of like how we live with phones currently. Everyone has one for themselves, which essentially is tied to their human being. If everyone had their own vehicle, their own motorcycle, then that could be their way of identifying themselves, identifying their vehicle, and being um, a single unit in their city. Now, imagine if every single person owned their own compact vehicle with just enough space to carry what they need to get to work every day. See what I mean? City streets would become infinitely less crowded, far easier to maneuver, and it would take less energy to transport people around. Now how about this? Imagine transit buses, which intelligently know where everyone in the city lives and works and understands their travel routes. Given everyone's data, shuttle buses would be deployed to pick up the exact amount of people required to fill the amount of seats, and then transport them to their workplace along the most optimal path possible. Now, these shuttles would intelligently take the fastest route for the people on board, would know where other buses are positioned on the road, would intelligently adapt to potential obstructions, traffic lights, accidents, or closures, and would get from point A point B for every single person before their start time at their workplace. Keep in mind, this would all happen in the big city. Now, wouldn't that be a more logical solution? If the purpose of the city car is to get their users from point A to point B, and billions of people require this kind of service every single day at the same times to the same places, then wouldn't it make more sense to implement a more resourceful, efficient method of transportation than the car? Are better cars even the answer when we should be looking more towards mass transportation? It's like the introduction of the first Ford car. If people were asked what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Also, fun fact, Ford never actually said that quote. Sorry to disappoint you. Now, the solution to cars may lie beyond these conventional solutions. Individual transit pods or mass transit vehicles. Consider those. 
These both provide optimal solutions that would benefit a large metropolis, increasing efficiency, greatly reducing personal stress, and it would spike quality of life, as a bulk of stress is caused by time-sensitive situations and road rage. Making a better car may not be the best option at all, because no matter how good cars become, the problem still exists that cars take up far too much space on the road per person, which causes slowdowns, inefficiency, noise and air pollution, stress, and many potential fatal dangers. No matter the solution for cities, the idea of car ownership is a deeply embedded construct into society's minds. When traveling longer distances, bringing multiple people, or heading towards an uncharted location such as a cabin in the woods, yeah, it makes sense to use a car. It's alright to use a car for things like that where you're going to different places, you require a lot of things and things that don't follow the conventional simple trip to work and home. Now, Jason from Talking About Design here on Anchor mentioned that a car's purpose is to travel long distances at high speeds, to transport people from point A to point B. Therefore, they should be used for this purpose and this purpose alone. I don't think cars should be eliminated from society, but I do think they should be taken out of cities. Cars do little benefit roaming the busy streets of Toronto or New York when multiple transit options already exist and could be made a lot better. To be fair, no one really needs to be dropped off to the exact location they're looking to go. That is a luxury that we don't necessarily need. It's already proven that Americans aren't walking enough as it is. Maybe enforcing a transit-exclusive system could solve that problem too. Now, let's get deep into the rationale behind some of the latest innovations in automobile technology. Automated cars exist to reduce human error which in turn will reduce the likelihood of a car crash so the problem becomes almost non-existent. But are there car crashes because people are bad drivers or because there are too many cars on the road? Maybe a bit of both, maybe there's other factors. It's a complicated problem and just reducing the amount of people responsible isn't necessarily the best way to stop the problem from happening altogether. Now, companies started artificial intelligence with the ability to parallel park so people don't have to, and enhanced that technology to intelligently scan the car's surroundings and react accordingly. So, parallel parking is a very common task that's very simple and easy to perform. It's a very one-off thing that can be implemented in multiple different situations, and is something that automation can make better. However, something as complex as driving around on roads, interacting with hundreds of other people within the span of five minutes at high speeds and very unpredictable circumstances, like, is that good for a computer to be responsible for? We don't really know. Like, just as swerving out of the way to avoid a crash can unexpectedly throw you into oncoming traffic, there are still unpredictable circumstances that a computer won't always react to in the best way. Now, let me remind you of this. Automated cars are designed to prioritize pedestrians and other people's safety over the drivers. The car has no loyalty to you, and it will throw you under the bus, sometimes literally, if it means saving a couple pedestrians in danger on the road. Now, what's ethical here? Should the car be loyal to its owner, or to society as a whole? Now, I feel like automated cars will be built with the greater good in mind, where they will behave most ethically and the least biased. But this, unfortunately, is no good to car owners, 
and it can deter people from wanting to get electric cars because now they have to worry that their car may sacrifice their own life to save someone else. If the human had control, they would not react this way because humans, instinctively, react selfishly. Now this raises another question, is it best for the car to act most human or most like a computer? Now consider also that we as a society expect drivers to react a certain way in certain circumstances, in ways that we ourselves would react. Now this helps us judge our own actions when another driver loses control. And if automated cars reacted like humans, then they would blend into that predictability, lowering the chance of other drivers misinterpreting a car's actions. But if cars reacted like computers, then we wouldn't always know how to react to that. In an automated car, it could be programmed to change lanes regardless of who's there when faced with the problem and unexpectedly hit the neighboring vehicle, alarming them because they don't expect a car to just suddenly ram into the side of them to avoid another accident. A solution to this, of course, would be for autonomous car manufacturers to publish an artificial intelligence guide so we can better predict how our cars will react to certain situations. Things like, if the car detects a slowdown, it will first attempt to switch lanes safely, would be useful in these types of situations. Now I know the situation, this example isn't um, as applicable to automated cars, which will probably be much more sophisticated, but you probably get the general idea of having more guidelines, more actual uh, rules to explain how the artificial intelligence thinks. Because if we don't know how it thinks, how are we as non-automated car drivers supposed to react? Now, automated cars have a long way to go still, as they are currently unequipped to handle winter, which of course is a season where most people don't want to walk outside to their corner store. However, another type of car exists, and that's the electric car. Now, we've seen how Tesla and other motor companies are changing the way cars consume energy. Vehicles exist that run exclusively on electricity, but can only travel for so fast and for so long until they need a recharge. Electric cars and autonomous cars do share the same problem. They're designed to be cars. Big, bulky, for four people or more with extra cargo space just in case. Now, if electric vehicles were built like small pods, then they would be able to travel much farther for longer on the same charge as a bulkier car, since they require less energy to propel forward. The biggest current issue is that no batteries currently exist to commercially hold the charge of a car to support it over long distances. The technology is still very expensive and has only recently been successful on a very extreme scale. Scientists have acknowledged that how batteries are currently made, we cannot exceed a certain amount of charge per size, and as such we'll never be able to get a truly good charge out of a car battery. So their solution was to build a completely new kind of battery for electric cars. But instead of building a fancier battery to hold more energy, what about inventing a car that requires less energy? One benefit of electric cars is the reduction of pollution which can save the environment in the long run. Now, this foreseeably is the only benefit to using electric cars. So while it is a good reason, it barely justifies reinventing cars when all the core issues of cars are still present. So if all we really do is reduce pollution, then wouldn't it make sense to try and make a smaller car to make 
another situation a bit better. You're, you're solving one problem here, and I feel like that's almost not good enough given how big of an industry and big of an impact uh, cars have. Many solutions can work when dealing with the UX of cars. My biggest issue is that car companies are solving the wrong problems and just creating more in their stead. Considering the huge scale of innovation required to build this technology, the end gain seems barely worth it. The end goals of building autonomous cars is that they reduce the potential for human error, but consequently only introduce the potential for autonomous error, and have opened the window for other foreseeable problems like car hacking, software bugs, and other technical vulnerabilities. Now, Many cars in the United States have already been hacked, relatively easy mind you, and completely remote controlled. This was early on in the process, but it should still frighten you. The benefits of reducing human error is that they reduce the amount of car crashes, but if autonomous cars behave more unpredictably than humans, acting like computers instead, then those can cause more crashes on the busy roads with non-autonomous cars. Unpredictably is incredibly dangerous on the road. Now these new fancy cars can be more efficient and reduce travel time by a few minutes, but in the grand scheme of things, is that really worth such a massive innovation? Like lastly, if this point of the car is getting from point A to point B, if that's the sole purpose, then why have these new innovations to cars done nothing to make the core reason of having a car easier? The process isn't faster, it's barely less stressful, it still requires the driver's undivided attention, and they still take up too much space on the road, which is the biggest cause of traffic issues. So you tell me, what's the purpose of cars in the city? Why do these fancy innovations in cars really matter, and what do they do to benefit the actual functionality of the car? Companies are solving the problems to make driving a car easier, but they're not improving the overall process of the point of cars, which is transporting people where they need to go. And that, in my opinion, is the most crucial oversight that's come from all of this, rendering any potential innovations effectively useless. Now, you may argue that the infrastructure would need to be changed to accommodate for a different type of transportation like I proposed with the uh, small pods or the transit buses, but I disagree. We have the lanes and the roadways, the signals and the signs, we just don't need to take up so much space. Mass infrastructure is difficult to change, but cars and vehicles are not. If we want to make the user experience better on the city streets, we need to eliminate cars from the equation. Well there we go, I hope this segment has made you think hard about the consequences of innovation in the car industry. I truly believe that moving to another form of transportation in cities is absolutely essential to drastically improving people's experiences, boost happiness, reducing stress, and improving the flow of how cities work. The question that remains is, is this type of change even possible? Like, What are the potential consequences of shifting vehicles on the road entirely from cars to something else? I'll give you that to think about as you go about your work days tomorrow and you see the hustle and bustle around you. Call in with your thoughts on this topic. I would love to hear more theories, more sides to the conversation, more ideas. Now, a huge shout out to Anchor for making this podcast possible. Anchor is a one-of-a-kind experience that allows easy podcast making right from your phone or computer 
and can publish your audio to all major podcast providers with the click of a button. Create your own podcast today with Anchor. Now that's all for today. I had a blast writing and recording this. Thanks users. I will see you tomorrow. I would put the outro music here, but I am just so hungry because I always do these things right before dinner and that's probably not the best idea. So there's your outro. Goodbye.